Welcome back to Worst Seats in the House. Michael Russo, Anthony LaPanta coming to you. Um, well, Anthony, about a month until training camp, a month from Monday. Uh, this past Monday, I think this is uh, running on Tuesday. Um, getting, getting, We're getting closer. Getting close and it always feels like once you get to August, summer hits the gas and it's amazing how fast it disappears. So when you start talking about the final month before camp, it means summer's over, means I can't keep beating up on Ariana on the golf course. We're going to have to let her go back to college. Maybe Ariana one day will get invited to Mount Rushmore. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. We'll see. we'll have to see. We're, but- Should we actually level with people why Ariana didn't go to Mount Rushmore? And it has something to do with her her older sister. And Well, it was a that- long car ride. It was yeah. a nine-hour car ride. And, and she I, was going to have to sit in the back. I think she would have had to sit in the back and share it. And there would have been three across in the back seat. So we might have invited her and she just opted not to go. That it reminds me of uh, when I went to AJ's uh, graduation uh, in, in St. John's and I was in the back. We, we took separate cars so we didn't have to pack in one car. And, uh, and I put your mom in the back seat and where Chad had a little accident the week before. <laughs> 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 I sat on the other side. <laughs> yeah, we didn't share that with my mom at the time. No, but we have since told her. We have told her yeah. since, and she probably still thinks it's funny just because she likes Chad and yeah. was on her way to AJ's college graduation, yeah. which was a big deal. Yeah. Even Chad though- might have thrown up all over the back seat of your car. <laughs> And you, you cleaned up almost everything, but you never thought of the back of the seatbelt. Well, I ne- yeah, right. I I actually, that's probably as thoroughly as I've ever cleaned my car. Right. Scrubbed the inside of it, scrubbed it all, but didn't pull the seatbelt out to scrub that part of it. Yeah. I scrubbed the part that was visible, just not. Which is usually the, the most important seat, thing. At least he was traveling yeah. safely in the back of my car. Yeah. I have pictures of this, by the way. There's nothing funnier than watching Anthony in a gas station at like 5 a.m. in Albertville, Minnesota, cleaning the back of the car while a uh, while chad was just watching it's still one of the strangest decisions that i've made in hindsight it just shows why you're so close with chad if i threw up over over your car i think you would have just left it there oh no i would have cleaned up after you too but the point i was going to make is so i go into this gas station and this is a great way to start the show talking about somebody vomiting this is what in happens when kaylin addison's the only guy to resign <laughs> right. on a team by the way but i went in and Bought a gallon jug of water and hand, bought a roll of paper toweling, and I'm cleaning up the back of my car. Never crossed my mind that, you know what? The guy that just got sick might get sick again. <laughs> so maybe I should grab like a bucket or a cup or something just in case. And, and he instead, got sick again. He got sick again, and I had to do the same thing when we got to Minneapolis. That's also when you walked in the house and Ariana said, Dad, you just, why are you up this early? And yeah, walked, Gianni, in a very <laughs> condescending, condescending way, said, he's yeah. just getting home, Ariana. <laughs> so Yeah, that was, I'm not sure why she didn't think I'd just get up to have breakfast with them before they left yeah. for school. So I thought last week's podcast was outstanding. So we're already showing that you can't hit a home run every single podcast. Um, last week's show was great. We had a great turnout at yeah, Split Rocks. Rocks. And a tremendous set of fan questions. Yeah, outstanding questions. Um, because I, I'll be honest, yeah, I got I was, a great gift: the history of the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, that was awesome. A uh, gift from a from a, a Mark Stang. Yeah, from a loyal uh, podcast uh, uh, listener, viewer, everything. 
um, that comes to a lot of our live shows. And the book is proudly displayed on my yeah. coffee table. And I'll be honest, I was going to that show. I'm like, yeah, why are we going to talk about it? nothing is happening uh, with the team and and the the fans hit it out of the park. Um, we're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services studio. So we're so you're saying we can't hit a home run tonight. We're just hope for like a yeah. a bleeder single that gets through the infield exactly. or something. Oh, we started the show by talking about Chad vomiting all over your car. So right. So right now we're o, it's zero and two, oh, and we got to shorten up and just try to get the ball in play. Exactly. Right now. Um, but uh, yeah, Aquarius Home Services Studio. We mentioned the live show at Split Rocks. Our next live show, our last one of the month, is uh, August 29th at 7 p.m. at Elsie's. Cannot wait for that one. We've gotten some unbelievable crowds lately at Elsie's. So I uh, hope that you come on out there because we are getting closer to training camp. We got the prospect showcase coming up the, uh, against the Blackhawks from the. The Blues in mid-September as well. Right now, it's sounding like Connor Bedard is going to be part of it, but uh, I'm still shocked that that he would be. I would think that since he's going to be on the team this year, that they would not want to risk injury and keep him back skating with the veterans. But as far as I know, they have not. The Blackhawks have not let the Wild know yet that Bedard isn't coming, so they're anticipating it. And again, the Blues are part of that this year. So we have a lot to talk about in these next couple shows coming up. Um, our next live show after that is going to be a really special one. Uh, September 14th at the Woodbury Kowalskis. Uh, we've done these Kowalski shows a couple times. Anthony is, uh, we know, a star, star griller. His next career is going to be as a chef. He's opening up a restaurant here in the Twin Cities. At least that's my hope. And uh, he will be grilling in the parking lot. Free samples for anybody that comes out to this podcast. It is going to be, again, September 14th. It's around 6 p.m. at Kowalski's. Uh, and that is going to be a blast because we always get I don't know about you, Anthony, but I always hear from people like, how come you don't come to this place, that place? Because we, we go to all the Tuttle's restaurants and Tuttle's is the flagships in Hopkins. They got the downtown Northeast Minneapolis area. And then they got split rocks up in Wyoming, but we don't go to the East Metro a lot. And so I think we're going to get well, a new- we've we've heard that a number of times. And trust us, we're both Northeastern Metro guys. Yes. It would be terrific, but this will be a great chance for fans to come out. The, the Woodbury Kowalski's is a great location. Outstanding. It'll be a great setup. So hopefully we get a good turnout for that, and we'll do some grilling. We had a contest once, and we, we'll leave the results of that contest. We'll leave those. Uh, we won't mention you lost. Those. Well, I lost, but it was close. It was close. It was good. And then we, we grilled again down at, in Minneapolis. At which the, was uh, uptown location. which was terrific and so there's always great steaks you'll get a chance to test some of them sample some of them you can critique the griller the griller if you want but just come and hang out it's a great way to spend an evening um so uh truth be told we're recording this uh, uh before i leave for sweden otherwise we're gonna have to like get me up at like 4 a.m to do our podcast maybe even earlier it's seven hour time difference I have to do the podcast like 2 a.m uh sweden time so I'm actually in Sweden right now as you were listening to this. And today is well, you'd Tuesday. Be seven hours ahead of me. Yeah, that's true. All right. Good point. Um, so yeah, you'd be the one getting up at 2 a.m. Yeah. Uh, which as we know, ain't happening. Well, um, I, I could stay up. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you, well, we've just talked to you that it's probably when you'd be coming home. Um, but uh, today is Tuesday. I'm actually, believe it or not, right now I am in Karlstad, Sweden, uh, meeting up with Ericsson X. So that'll be a fun one. And then on Wednesday, I'm meeting up with Gustafsson. And then there's just a ton of players from the NHL going to be there. Guys like Elias Pedersen, Ekvall, Stutzla, um, Brandt, Jasper Brandt, uh, Rantanen, Heiskanen. Uh, it's going to be a blast. So I cannot wait to uh, bring you a bunch of stories in the next uh, couple weeks on uh, that. But you'll definitely be uh, getting one-on-one uh, sit-downs uh, with me and Eric Snack and me and uh, Gustafson. So I'm looking forward to those, uh, Anthony. I, I've 
never been to Sweden. And now I'm going to be there twice in two months. Uh, who knew? And just to get to go to Eric Sinek's hometown, uh, it's going to be a blast just because we know that, uh, how important Eric Sinek is to this team, Anthony. Without a doubt. And remember, as we discussed last week, the most important part of your trip is some pre-scouting. Just on the off chance that it does work out where I'm able to go call the games from mm -hmm. Sweden, we got to have some idea of where to go. Exactly. And, uh, and, and then as a side note, you can chat with Jewel Eriksson and have some coffee and what is it? Coffee and bakery or something. That yeah, you guys are gonna have? Somebody on our show last week said that, that there's a, uh, some special kind of yeah cooked item, baked item. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. I don't either. Uh, I probably really it's a... Swedish cuisine though. So you can't miss it. Exactly. Um, so I'm going to be looking forward to getting together with Eric Sinek. Um, ton of Twitter questions for this show as well. And why don't we get right to it? Uh, um, Lucas asks, is there anything new on the rink situation in Arizona? Um, actually, the Coyotes announced uh, last week that they've uh, begun the process of buying an area in Mesa, Arizona. Um, so we'll see if this works out. We've had a lot of uh, false alarms with this situation before. But the most important thing here is that they do not want to have a referendum vote where the uh, citizens are going to have any part of this private enterprise. And we don't even know why that happened last time. Right. right? It was made no sense. Almost exclusively privately funded. Yeah. It made no sense why the last spot didn't work out. The last spot would have been in a great location. Sounded like it would have been a great deal for the people in that area. I don't know the Mesa area at all, but it's got to be better than out by the football stadium. Yeah. So it's it, you were not a Glendale fan. I was, I was much not more of a Glendale, Glendale fan. fan. Well, you were a Glendale fan only because the hotel gave you free coffee all day. That's true, and I almost killed myself one night, one day because of it. And I, the pool area was cool at Glendale, and how close to the rink it was was cool, but everything else about it was terrible. Yeah. There was no Remember good Remember your wife met, eat. like, some bigwig on the Post Malone tour and yeah. got you guys tickets uh, yeah. to, like, watch at Joel the sound Joe the audio manager for the whole tour, and the tour manager. I yeah. can't remember what her name was, but, yeah, we, had, we sat in the audio pit for the Post Malone concert the night before a wild game down there. It is fun, like, sitting in those audio pits. Like, it's very different in there. I just watched Shaky Graves in Charleston from the audio pit, and it's just a whole different scene there. And you, yeah. it's kind of fascinating well, watching. it's a whole different scene going to a Post Malone concert well, yeah. in general. Yeah, that's that's true. I've never done that. But the whole, the, I mean, where you watch from that pit, it's amazing the amount of things that happen during a concert. You know, with the lights and the music and the audio and everything that goes on right it's there. It's a big show. Yeah, it's a... Uh, yeah, Post Malone's a little bigger than Shaky Graves, I think, in Charleston. But uh, you catch my drift. Um, Chris asks, uh, what are reasonable expectations for Marcus Johansson this year? He had his best season health and points-wise since he was 26. He'll be 33 as of October 6th. I think the ex expectation should be high. And I, I don't know if it was on one of our shows or a conversation with some others, but I think it's interesting when you look at this wild team and if you talk about the fact that they weren't very active during the offseason, during the free agency period, and couldn't be because of money, I think sometimes what gets overlooked is that Marcus Johansson is essentially an addition from what they had last year. He wasn't with the team all season. He was just there at the end. And the fit was so good with he and Matt Boldy playing together on that line with Jewel Erickson Eck that... I think it's reasonable to expect that we see a big spike in his scoring, something that probably matches the the pace that he was on the last half of the season here when he was with the Wild. 
I, he he's in great shape, and his game fit so well with Boldy and Erickson Eck that I'd be disappointed if we didn't see numbers that were pretty close to what that pace was at the end of the year. And as as the person that asked the question just alluded to, health is the biggest thing with him. I mean, if he's healthy, we know his talent level. The problem with him all the time is health. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, his first stint here in Minnesota, he had two big injuries. Two big injuries, but he also wasn't really ever with the right guys. And this time he was. And his skating ability and his speed mesh so well with those guys that, and, and with those guys, it, anytime you put a guy on a line with Jules Erickson Eck, he takes so much of the abuse that the rest of the line now doesn't have to take. And I don't think that should be overlooked when you start to wonder if a guy can stay healthy. Well, when one of the other guys on your line is the guy that's taking the cross checks in the back and the wax in the corner and fighting for the pucks along the wall, and you're allowed to, I'm not saying you can play soft and stay away from that, but Erickson X is going to take more of that pounding than either of the other two guys on the line and willing to take that pounding should keep those two guys in the lineup, perhaps healthier, perhaps fresher as the season goes on. Absolutely. I mentioned uh, August 29th is our next live show at Elsie's. Uh, remember always, Grain Belt is a, a big-time sponsor of this podcast. You can get two-for-ones there if you go as well. And let's tell you about some of the other sponsors that make this uh, podcast tick. Here's a word from Chris Lindahl Real Estate. The summer season, uh, selling season is here. Be proactive and take action today, even if you're not quite ready to sell your home, so you can be better informed and ready to move when the time is right. Sell your home stress-free with a guaranteed offer from Chris Lindahl Real Estate. There are no showings, no decluttering, no repairs, and no stress. It's the easiest way to sell your home. They keep you in control so you can sell your home fast. Uh, you could pick your closing date and move when it's convenient for you. To find out what your guaranteed cash offer would be, well, go to chrislindahl.com. There's no obligation again, chrislindahl.com, or go call 763-401-SOLD. Close with confidence and start packing. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, here's a word from Bosch Law Firm. Hey, hockey fans. Jerry Bosch here again from Bosch Law Firm and WorkCompExperts.com. If you're injured at work, it's never too soon to contact the lawyers and awesome staff at Bosch Law Firm. We'll answer all your questions, help you set up your work comp claim, and help you select professionals who will be there to help you, not the insurance company. And with almost 30 years of litigation experience, if your benefits are denied, we'll fight to get you paid. Bosch Law Firm. The call's always free and there's never a fee unless we obtain benefits on your behalf. Call or text us at 651-333-8300 or visit us at workcompexperts.com. Here's a word from Kowalski's. So wherever you're going, whatever you're doing, whoever you're entertaining, if you want to have a great dinner party, you got to go to Kowalski's for the best ingredients. And I recently have visited a few different ones. I always go to my neighborhood Kowalski's in Shoreview, and I love the people there. I love the service, and I love the quality of the food. But lately, we driving back one time from a glamping trip, we decided to stop down on Lindale and, and pick up some steaks there. They had a few different cuts of steak than you'll find at other Kowalski's. I was at the Kowalski's in Stillwater the other day. They have the Terrace Major cut that I really like. So wherever you go, there's one in your area. And if you're going to entertain, if you're going to have a great meal, you got to start with the greatest ingredients. And for that, go to Kowalski's. And remember to come out and visit us September 14th at Woodbury Kowalski's at 6 o'clock. Back here, worst seats in the house, Michael Russo, Anthony LaPanta, coming to you from Chateau LaPanta. I always get it wrong. 
put it in Italian for us. I don't know how to say it in Italian, but it, it we'll call it a villa. Chateau. Be, it could be the Villa di La Panta. Call it a villa. Is it bad that I just got water on my laptop? No, I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, Bill, can you give me a napkin? Um, Bill's busy. He's he's convinced that he found some kind of. I don't think he's convinced. Like he found it. Well, he found the remnant. He found the after effects. He was convinced that some little creature had gotten underneath one of the covers on a patio chair and was going bonkers at this patio chair. So I went out there last night when I got home and took the cover off. And sure enough, something had gotten into one of the cushions and had chewed a hole in it. But now for the last, I don't know, what, 24 hours, 30 hours, Phil has been convinced that whatever that creature is is still there. So earlier today... It's hard to describe this, but we have a, so we have a, like a canvas tarp that goes over the top of this chair, but it's form fitted. And Phil somehow climbed underneath that and got up onto the cushion of the chair because he was looking for whatever this varmint was. And so you, all you see is like Phil's head bumping up and down on this canvas, which of course worried Stanley because now he's, uh, there is something in the chair. I don't know for sure that he knew it was Phil, but now there's a, there is a creature in the chair. So now Stanley's losing his mind and we've got anarchy on our patio. Yeah, right I know. I, I think I've told you before. The only reason why I have Snapchat is to follow Margo and her, uh, her antics of Phil and, and Stanley. And when she showed that video, I was convinced that that was the varmint under there. And I called her right away from, um, from before our podcast last week. And she let me know that it, no, it indeed was Phil. I said, by the way, uh, can you track Anthony right now and tell me how far he is from our podcast? Because it's about to start. Like, oh, he's about to Which so, the podcast is supposed to start at seven. I was there at six fifty-nine. It's just unbelievable. You're, it's just like there's no like there's no part of you during that drive was even worried, right? Well, I wasn't. No, I wasn't worried. Yeah. Although I did get a little irritated following this woman through a construction zone, only because she ran through a red light to cut in front of me. And normally if somebody does that, you think, all right, well, they must be in a hurry. And then one lane was closed for construction all the way down Lexington Avenue. She drove somewhere between eight and 10 miles under the speed limit the whole way down this road. We hit like three red lights because I was just following her. And I, like, well, why'd you have to race to cut in front of me, go through a red light? To, if you're going to go this slow, you're clearly not in a hurry. So. <laughs> At that point, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was worried, but I was a little frustrated, but then still made it on time. Yeah, yeah I know. It's just, you're, you're one of a kind. Uh, Jade asks, uh, is there one player or a player group that will benefit more from having Brett McLean as the Iowa head coach? I mean, I don't know if more is the right word, like, you know, over Tim Army or something like that, but, but regardless, the most important thing about this year's Iowa team clearly is that defense group. I mean, Damon Hunt, Ryan O'Rourke, Ryan had a tough late year last year. Uh, Kyle Masters, he's going to be hurt to start the year. David Spachik, a rookie. Simon Johansson, year two. Um, Dakota Mermis is down there, probably the captain of the team. But that defense core, it's going to be very, very important because we've discussed on the show before, the third pair of the Wild is not their strong suit. And we could see some of those guys, and some of those guys could be needed, especially if they run into injuries. Yeah, and I just think player development right now is so important for this wild club. It, we talked about it a little bit on last week's show that 
Billy's unwillingness to trade picks or prospects gives you an idea of how much he values what they have in the system right now and and how important that is to the future of this team. Those guys have to develop because even when they get the influx of cash when the buyouts are over, they intend to spend that money internally first. And that means these guys have to be the guys that become the core of this team for the next six, eight, ten years. Yes, then you have a little bit extra money where you can go out and supplement that. You can fill a need here or there. But these guys have to be as good as their build. And I think they wanted a guy that was on the same page as the NHL staff, which McLean clearly is. They wanted a guy that saw eye to eye with those guys on the way the game is played, on the systems, the style. And I think McLean's a perfect fit for that. So I think I think most of the wild prospects will benefit from his in, influence, even if it's not necessarily because of something that directly correlates to their game, but it's that he will help get their game better suited to play at the Minnesota wild level rather than the Iowa wild level. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, totally. Uh, Pippa's Mumsy asks, uh, what's the latest with Addison's contract? Now, again, I'll preface this by we're recording this on a, Thursday night, this podcast is coming out five days later. A lot can change in five days, um, especially one like this where it should not be a hard contract to get done. But the reason why this one's a hard contract is the Wild were budgeting that he would take his qualifying offer at 787. I always thought that was an absolute never happening thing, especially with his yeah. agents. Oh, um, I, I I'm not saying that. I'm not saying never yeah. happened, but yeah. what's the difference? Yeah. 300 grand. But but it's not going to be 300 grand yeah, more. Yeah. The Wild aren't going to pay him a million bucks, mm-hmm. and they shouldn't pay him more than a million bucks. This is a guy who was scratched more often than not as the season went down. You are Kalen Addison. Sign the contract and then go prove it. Mm-hmm. Sign the contract. Take advantage of the fact that you are being handed is the wrong word because he's earned the right to be on an NHL roster, but you are being given the chance to play your way out of number one power play and third pair opportunities from the start of camp. They want him to run the power play partially because of his skill set, partially because of what it does to other guys if they're forced to play that role. Mm -hmm. So take it, sign the contract, and then go prove yourself and now come into next year's negotiation with a little bit of leverage because right now you have none. Yeah, um, agree. I mean, the one thing I'll say is that if you look at his numbers, his numbers say, regard, not the number of scratches, but his numbers. I mean, it was, you know, he was right up there in top of rookie scoring and uh, right, right up there How in about power his play. Number? Yeah, I know. I get it. But the reality is that, you know, he's not a 787 well, right now, player. If either. you alienate. Mm-hmm. Not only the your relationship with the front office, but mm-hmm. also with teammates yeah. by saying, I'm not get the thing done before yeah. camp starts so that there's no question and there's no delay. Yeah. And what I'm saying is the difference is qualifying offer of 787 or signed for 825 or whatever the number is, the wild are limited. Everybody knows it. Your agent knows it. You should know it. Tell your agent, get the deal done. I'll go prove myself this year, and then we'll renegotiate next year when mm-hmm. I've got some leverage. Yeah. Um, Grandpa Wisdom asks, uh, Mike and Anthony, any vacation plans between now and the start of the hockey season? Um, 
I got a ton of travel, but not vacation. Well, that's not true. I'm going to Santa Barbara for uh, uh, three days. Um, but uh, I mentioned I'm going to Stockholm for four or five days, come back home for a couple, got a, three um, state fair shows. So if you want to come on out August 27th from 11 to 1, I'm filling in. August 29th, I'll be on with uh, for an hour with Common, an hour with uh, PA. And September 4th, I'm filling in from 12 to 3. Then I'll be on for an hour with uh, uh, Barrero before. Uh, um, um, I think, I'm trying to think. I think Craig Kilborn is coming on uh, during that. So I'm looking forward to meeting him, telling him that he was great in uh, old school. I was, him, his scenes in old school are hilarious. They're, they're great. They are terrific. Um, Actually, uh, that's. They were outstanding. Yeah. And so I'll do that. And then, uh, going, uh, going to LA for a couple of days, Santa Barbara, then I'm coming back. I go to Chicago for the GMs and for the first time ever head coaches meetings, uh, we'll be going on in Chicago, come back for one day, have a Sunday dinner at the Lapanta household. And then I head out to Vegas for the NHL car wash. So I'm going to Europe for the European car wash. We call it a car wash because the way it works is that it's player after player after player going from station to talk to the national media. Um, I'm the only U.S. writer that I know that's going over there, so I'm actually getting exclusive access to all the European players that are going to be there. Um, but uh, the NHL one is where they send, like, th the one in Vegas is they send, like, 32 or 34 guys. Last year was a little more than one per team. Um, and that's where the national media, it's usually eight of us, sit down on a table and just interview guys for 15 minutes. It's really fun. Then come back on the, on the 15th is the rookie camp, Tom Curver's showcase. And then uh, training camp starts the 21st. Uh, do you have any vacations coming up? No, my vacations were done after the Sicily trip. And then we talked about a little bit on last week's show. I had a couple cabin visits and went glamping. But now uh, my vacation is now done. It's on Why is the, it called glamping? I, I think it's fancy camping, glamorous camping maybe. So you're in a tent, but it has a wooden floor mm -hmm. and running water. So it's glamping. So that's probably something that if I was going to start camping, I wouldn't want to start with. If glamping. you were going to camp, you should glamp. Yeah, but and can you even, imagine me camping? I can't imagine you glamping, <laughs> but but it at least would give you a chance. But the that was about it. I think we've got a. There's a chance I might have a golf weekend here or there, but that's about it. I'm into. A lot of twins games, high school football in full swing, and training camp a month away. The my vacation days are probably over. I know Margot's got; she's going to a engagement party in Seattle. So wow. she's got a big, big vacation coming up there. I couldn't remember for a minute what it was because I know it's not the wedding, but it had a oh, it's a soiree. So it's it's an engagement party, but they called it a soiree. And she's going to Seattle for that. So she's got a little vacation ahead. But for me, I think vacation is over. My next trip will be to Toronto and Montreal, the first trip. For, oh, actually, no. I'm going to, we're doing one of the preseason games in Chicago. But oh, other cool. than that, my next trip where it's of any significance will be to Toronto and Montreal. That's awesome. I am proud to share that my friends at Aquarius Home Services have received the Minnesota Best Gold Award by the Minneapolis Star Tribune, my old paper. You voted them top home services company for the second year in a row. I've worked with Aquarius and know firsthand how they always put their customers first and work hard every day to earn the right to be recommended. That's why I recommend them every single week on this show. They treat you, your home, and time with respect. I would like to congratulate the entire team at Aquarius Home Services. I cannot 
explain to you how incredible the staff is every time a technician comes to my house. In fact, one did last week to do my uh, winter uh, tune-up for my uh, for my heating system. Uh, they are just absolutely awesome. Any questions or concerns about your water heating, cooling, plumbing, or electrical? They're just a click away at AquariusHomeServices.com. And don't forget to mention that Russo sent you. And here's Anthony on Moe's at the Ice House. We've got a couple of cool events coming up. And for that, we've reserved spots at Moe's. We're going to the Ice House up at Fogarty Arena for this year's Donkey Hockey League draft. They've got a great banquet room. So if you're going to need a spot for a meeting like that, want to have great food while you're there, check it out. They've got a great setup there. I've got a fantasy football draft coming up at the old traditional Moe's in Moundsview. And while you're there, they got some great cocktails I like. I'm a big fan of Rosie's Merry Mule. I'm a Moscow Mule fan, and this one adds a little splash of cranberry juice to it. So check it out, Moe's, either in Moundsview or at the Ice House at Fogarty Arena. And here's a word from Royal Credit Union. Open a 5.30% annual percentage yield 11-month certificate from Royal Credit Union. Open now at rcu.org slash certificate 530. Early withdrawal penalties could reduce earnings and principal. APY accurate as of 8-21-23. Insured by NCUA. Back here at Worst Seats in the House, Michael Russo, Anthony LaPanta, final segment of the show. Our next live show, August 29th at LC's at 7 p.m. We've gotten some uh, great, great crowds there, so hope to see everybody there. Um, as we get closer to training camp, uh, Noah Kirkland asked, besides Boldy, who is the best golfer and how much are the guys golfing in the offseason? Uh, they golf a lot if you watch them on uh, social media. Um, as far as I know, well, Matt Dumba's not here anymore, but uh, uh, Brian Hartman's an incredible Hartman's golfer. A good, good golfer. Yeah. Boldy, I think, is the best, but I'll say that if there was a match, I'm not sure I'd bet against the head coach mm-hmm. in any matchup against any of these guys. I've watched him play. He's good. Yeah. Um, Boldy, Joe Smith is actually going to go up to Brainerd to watch Boldy and tag along with him when he's in the uh, the Canadian Tour event coming up. So that'll Which be- would be, it'll be interesting to see how he fares in that. It Tournament golf is different than regular golf. And I'm not saying that he's not a competitor and it's not competitive when those guys go to play. But it's a totally different animal when you're in a tournament. It's I've watched guys that I knew were really good players. And I've gone to watch some of the Minnesota opens and the Minnesota senior opens. And it is just different when you all of a sudden are in those spots. Yeah. And, uh, Oh, here I found it. Um, Bill's burner wants to play you and two versus two best ball at Lagers trail. Speaking of golf. Well, that's only two people. Does I challenge Anthony LaPanta to a two versus two best ball. at Lagers. So maybe you each have a partner. I guess if we're going to play two against two, who's going to be your, your I'll, partner of Dean. I'll call Dean. <laughs> Bill, you might be in trouble. Dan Brown wants to know what is the favorite green? I'm sure Dean's with- listening to the show. So yeah, and, oh, yeah. Dean, it, normally this works where I get invited to play in Dean's group. So this will be the one time where I'm, Hey Dean, uh, how about loggers trail at he'll have several better invitations than that. But the uh, chance that Dean is listening to the show is below zero. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Dan Brown asks, uh, favorite greens served with Anthony LaPanta's steak, asparagus, spicy green beans, and what red are you pairing with it? Chianti, Syrah? Well, not Syrah. It could be a Chianti, but it's got to be a good one. I'll usually have Chianti with our charcuterie, and then we'll move on to something a little more full-bodied with the steak, like a a Brunello, some of the narrow Davilas that we had in, in Sicily were really good with steak. 
I do something like that. And it's in terms of the veggies, you can do whatever you want. I, I, asparagus is good, but with steak, I'm more of a green beans guy. It's, but Margo hates green beans, so I don't use those quite often. Sometimes we'll I do like just spinach. basic, basic. Don't do a ton of spinach other than a salad, but we'll do just basic steamed broccoli sometimes too. But it's to me, it's more of the steak and. I like just a, more of a simple vegetable to go with it rather than something that has a ton of taste to itself. That's why I kind of like green beans with a good steak. I wish I brought you uh, brought you back uh, from Hawaii this uh, bottle of red that I bought there. Oh, we could have it with breakfast, and I don't even know if breakfast would work. Maybe to cook with it. Um, it was so bad. Like, and you know what's one of those things, like. Their wine was oh my god! I hope there's more than one winery on on the Big Island, or this is gonna know who where what winery this was. Um, but their other wine was so like fruity, like they, you know their their other wines. It's all like honey wines and macadamia, not flavored wine, like you know like fruit wines. Um, so this was a Pinot that they get like their stuff, like basically freeze dried, brought in from from Sonoma area, Napa area. And so the others were so bad that when I taste it, and you're sort of in that, you know, you're at a beautiful winery, so you also like, all right, it must taste better there, the ambiance. I got it back to the hotel room. I cracked open the bottle. I took one sip, and I did not have another sip of that wine. And the, let's put it this way, uh, the housekeepers probably have it at their house right now because I left <laughs> the entire, like, bottle there as, yeah, like, a tip I think it was that with bad. money I under just, it. I'd just stick to coffee while I was there. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, oh, man. Um, Zach Ellert, um, asked, do you have any updates on Mason show? We discussed this on last week's show, but, um, he, the wild are taking care of him. He's rehabbing with them. And the hope is that eventually he'll sign an AHL deal to get paid, but, but that eventually when he's back and hopefully healthy and ready to come back and play some games with Iowa, that then they'll sign him to an AHL deal. He will have to clear waivers first to get up here. And I think all that has to be done by the trade deadline. Um, so it gives him time. Um, Cody. And by the way, Middleton was on our podcast a couple of weeks ago and said that, that uh, Mason says that he's feeling really good. Um, and he was on Ryan Carter's podcast the other day, which I haven't listened to yet. Um, Cody asks, um, of the players you watched or covered, which one would thrive the most in today's game? I'll go Pavel Bure. I mean, he, he thrived in a clutch and grab era. Uh, he would absolutely dominate, dominate uh, this game today. I mean, he'd be a six seven hundred goal scorer easily. I mean, finished with five something with torn ACLs and galore. Yeah, and the truth is, the game hasn't changed that much during the time I've been calling games. It's been similar in style, but so it's hard for me to say a, a guy that I've covered because all the guys I've covered have played in the same era. Sneaky athleticism, um, and his Twitter account is not sports writer. Says, what is the thing you are most looking forward to? For this upcoming wild season, Andrew. Well, that's interesting. Um, I'd say I'm most interested, specifically with the wild. I'm most interested to see this. What happens with Marco Rossi? Yeah, I'm. I'm most interested to see if he takes a step that. I just don't think he's behind as much as wild fans think he's behind at this point in his career. But if this year isn't a step forward, then he will be. Well said. Perfectly said. Um, Matias Guerrero says, uh, who's your guys' pick for the World Series matchup this year? 
you would be better at this. Ugh. I like the Braves. Uh, the Orioles Bra- are on fire. Orioles are good. The although they're the way they handled their play-by-play guy was yeah. bizarre. So I can't I can't pick the Orioles. The Rays I think have slipped back to the pack a little bit. I I think the American League is a little more wide open. I think there's more good teams in the American League. Houston still to me looks like a complete club. Hard to bet against Baltimore. Uh, I'll I guess I guess you'd I'll, I'll go Houston from the American League and I think Philadelphia is going to make some noise in the National League. What about the Twinkies? Do you like them? I don't think they're a contender. I mm-hmm. think they might be better built to win a couple playoff games than they've been in the past because they have better starting pitching. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think their offense scores enough runs without home runs to really make a deep run. And the bullpen hasn't been as good in the second half as it was in the first. The way things are looking right now, if, if the playoffs started now, I think their draw would be Toronto in the first round. And that other first round series would be Houston and Tampa, which Minnesota certainly gets the luck of the draw there. And then if they were to advance from there, Texas at this point, I think would be their second round matchup. And so the draw is good for Minnesota in that I think a lot of the powers on the other side of the bracket in the American League. But I think this team, they're going to be in the playoffs. I just don't see them as a legit American League contender. At least we know they won't play the Yankees this year, so you don't have to yeah, worry. Probably not. Uh, Sneaky Athleticism asks, uh, where do you believe the Wild will finish in the Central Division Western Conference overall? You're usually pegged this perfectly. Yeah, and I haven't studied the Central at length yet. But at just first glance, I think Colorado is probably better than Minnesota, and I think Dallas is better than Minnesota. I don't know that I'd put anybody else in in the division clearly in front of them. I think Winnipeg got better yeah, with Winnipeg their moves got in the and even season. Nashville got better. Nashville got better. I still think Arizona, Chicago, those Arizona's going to be tough though and they were tough with the Wild last year. They'll be better, but they're not going to they shouldn't finish ahead of the Wild and nor will Chicago. And so I I'd probably put Minnesota as the third best team in the Central Division and I think the Pacific is getting better, so it isn't just a given that the Central will have five teams that are better than the top than the fourth team in in the Pacific, like we've seen for the last few years. I I think the Wild are a playoff team. I think they're the third best team in the Central, and and probably a team that, depending on the matchup, could win a playoff series. I still, as the rosters sit right now, I, I don't look at this team as somebody that you'd say is is one of the teams to beat in the West. But I also think the teams in the West are close enough where once you're in, just about any, anything could happen. Um, a lot of people ask me about the third jersey. It's going to be announced sometime in September. Um, and it is, again, as I've alluded to, uh, going to be a, uh, a tweaked version of their green uh, uh, retro rever- reverse retro jersey. Jonathan asks, if he's still in Calgary and the potential to be traded, could you see the Wild uh, pursuing Elias Lenholm? Uh, next trade deadline, um, possibly. I can ask him next week. I'm getting with him on uh, Wednesday. Uh, possibly. I mean, uh, it, he's got one year left on his deal. If the Wilder contender and he's available, I think it, yeah, I think it makes sense. There's going to have to come a point where you you pounce, and I I think Bill loves that guy too. Um, Whiskey Gopher asks, uh, give me give us one surprise player that will make the Wild when camp breaks. I'll uh, I'll tell you. I don't think there's going to be a surprise player. No. 
I mean, I don't think the Wild are going to be able to have a 13th forward when camp breaks. So no, I, I, everything's I mean, going to depend the, on injuries. The only guy that would be Letary. the surprise would be if Vinny Letary plays his way onto the roster, and that wouldn't necessarily be a surprise in a normal year. But this year, because of how tight they are, I think it would be a shock. A um, couple more. Uh, Hoga Madog. I don't know. I'm trying to read what that would read. What that is, but anyway. Uh, which wild players do you expect to have breakout seasons and which players are concerned for not replicating previous accomplishments? Uh, anybody that you think breakout or say breakout? Not really. Team. I mean, Rossi would be the guy that would be a breakout season. I think we'll see Boldy take a, another step. I think we'll see Johansson have a higher number than he's had, but that's not a breakout season. Erickson Eck, I don't think will. I think his numbers the last two years have been about what we'll see this year. I think might see Ryan Hartman spike a little bit this year, assuming that he stays healthy. But I, I don't know that anybody is a candidate for what I would call a true breakout yeah. season other than Marco Rosa. And of the people last year, I mean, there weren't a lot of people that had great, great, great years anyway. So I don't see anybody taking a drastic step back. I would think Felino's going to be much better. He's healthy. He was not healthy all of last year. Uh, Zeke asks, uh, what do you think will be the most popular thing for Wild Plans to complain about this season? I love that question. The most popular thing to complain about? Yeah, well, it's basically a sh- like a little subtle shot at Wild Plans. Like, there's always something. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be a lot of the same things. They always <laughs> that the power play is not good enough. That they they don't have enough money against the cap because of the buyouts. I mean, those will be the topics that people will continue to discuss and, and that making the playoffs isn't good enough. Um, well, when I get back uh, from this podcast, we're going to have a, uh, from Sweden, we're going to have a lot to talk about because we'll talk about my sit downs with Eric Sinek and Gustafson. Talk about some of the players that I sat down with in Sweden as well. Um, and that next live show is August 29th at Elsie's at 7 PM. Uh, Grain Belt is a big sponsor of that show as well. Two for one beers. So definitely come on out uh, to that. And then make sure you come out to the September 14th Kowalski show where you can watch Anthony redeem himself. I'm assuming Troy Schmelly will be there and and I'll see if I can redeem myself in the grill off. Yep, absolutely. That's at 6 p.m. at the Woodbury Kowalskis on September 14th. Thanks for joining us from the Aquarius Home Services studio. Thanks to our incredible sponsors, obviously all the Tuttle's restaurants. Chris Lindahl Real Estate, Bosch Law Firm, Kowalski's Aquarius Home Services, your installers of Connecticut Water Treatment Systems, Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, Moe's at the Ice Tavern, and Royal Credit Union. Talk to you August 29th, everybody. So much coming out, there's nothing going in. I know that you feel like you're never going to win. All but the world won't forgive. Oh, my God, I hope there's more than one winery on on the Big Island.